Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. I've been, I'm trying out sort of a new look. I'm going for hat Mm. guy. I was going to, I was going to try out hat guy. That's like going to be your thing now? Yeah, like my whole personality now is going to be hat. Um, not different kinds of hats though. I'm going to, I'm currently, I've got a backwards baseball cap on and I think that's mm-hmm. where we're going to, that's where we're going to call it. I think that's, that's going to be the I look. went over this like extended COVID, just life now, I guess in, over the past yeah. few months, I've had a couple different things. I'm going to stop saying quarantine and COVID cause it's just life now. And yeah. so it's like, it's been almost two years. So no, it's been a year. Right? Almost two. We're getting up on a year and a half. Yeah. 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 It's been a long ass time is what I'm saying. So like it's just life. But over the course of the past year and a half, I have gone through a hat phase. Like that did happen. And fully contained within the last year and a half is the hat phase. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. There were a couple phases. Like there was like a really intense exercise phase. And I'm sort of missing that because I've got like quite a little bit of tummy now and i'm like trying to get rid of it and getting rid of it is so much harder than keeping it away and it sucks yeah um but it's just more than i would prefer and also i don't want to buy clothes so like don't take that upon yourself like that's just a me thing like i don't want it so like it's all good uh but i did have a hat phase and i got this like sick ass hat and then everything had to like revolve around this very like stoner five panel hat that i felt was like the coolest thing since sliced bread to the I point know where, exactly like, the people, hat you're talking about and it's a very yeah, good hat though <laughs> people wanted to take it from me it was a good hat and so of course i had to be the hat person and i had to like live up to this hat and i'm gonna say yes like, you have to fill the hat a hat that's the goal you do have to fill the hat that's the thing is <laughs> like it's important <laughs> To embody what the hat represents. Like, what does the hat say about you? Or what could the hat say about you? And then you gotta you gotta meet those expectations. It's just like the Santa Claus. You know, he puts on it's the It's exactly hat and like the, the clothes, Santa Claus. And then he becomes Santa Claus, you know? I think <laughs> I wanna talk more about the Santa Claus hat. <laughs> this hat Tim I Allen. Think- might oh, be a garbage person, but he was a huge part of our childhood. He is a garbage person. I've been wanting to mm-hmm. rewatch Galaxy Quest, and that's like the one thing keeping me oh back. Oh my god, is we just how much did. I would have to look at Tim Allen. No, but it's great. It's great though because we just rewatched it like two weeks ago, like literal two weeks, not quarantine weeks, like real weeks, <laughs> and it was it was amazing. And it's mostly because Tim Allen is a douche in that. So like you can You know, I didn't think about that, it. but that because helps. He, he he plays a washed up creep, right? Cuz he's supposed to be a Shatner type right. character. He he is supposed to be William so, Shatner, well, he, yeah. He is Will, William Shatner in it, right? So, yeah. um I will say that Galaxy Quest 100% holds up. I loved it. Loved the rewatch. Heartbreaking in the parts where it was supposed to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Tony Shalhoub is in it as a Tony Shalhoub is awesome. I mean, I didn't realize, I didn't remember that it was Tony fucking Shield because of course I remember like Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Tim yeah. Allen, and that's cool. Tony Shalhoub. Like <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Sleeper. Rain Wilson is in it at the Rain very Wilson. beginning of his fucking career. <laughs> like, that was yeah, it was like a, the very a beginning guy. of Rain Wilson and Justin Long's careers respectively. Mm. Yeah. Baby Justin Long? Yeah, so baby good. Justin Long. Rewatch Galaxy Quest. I, I have to now. <laughs> I took this mint out of my garden and I just like took something in through the straw that like felt not totally vegetable. Um, did you just I drink a caterpillar? No, no, I don't think it was. <laughs> We're gonna Emily? stop talking about it now. <laughs> I did find off of the topic of Galaxy Quest and onto my next topic because this is like yes. rapid fire now. <laughs> I did find a bunch of monarch caterpillars yesterday very cool on one of my plants but apparently the they eat on the plant on which they are born right and like i don't know how much caterpillars will go even though they have like a couple host species i don't think they'll go between species 
like even if they can eat it like i have butterfly weed and milkweed and they're on my butterfly mm-hmm. weed and i'm like thinking of putting them in a terrarium until they pupate because monarchs are like one of those species where it's like you kind of want to like protect them until they hatch because they're a little threatened i suppose so like you want to make sure a bird doesn't get them so like yeah. gardeners often when they see like swallowtail caterpillars which are the uh they look like caterpie and oh, are the inspiration cool. for caterpie and then monarch caterpillars like often gardeners and people especially people with kids like love to do this right but like gardeners like to do it in general take the caterpillar and put it in a terrarium until it pupates and then set the butterflies free because it protects the butterflies as a pollinator Uh that doesn't sting you like you can have it in your house and it honestly it just it makes it more fun for the birds to hunt them no one, no one wants cat- to go for a, a still target. You want a moving target, mm-hmm. you know? You need a little yeah. challenge yeah. as a bird. Yeah. Well, I'm a little worried about these caterpillars because aphids are eating their plant. And I'm like, okay, so do I take the caterpillars in my house and put, like, <laughs> I'm going to cut back the plant to keep the aphids away because since it's a pollinator species, I don't want to, like, cover it and say, like, soapy water uh-huh. because that would hurt the things that are good that are eating the plant, which are the caterpillars. Yeah. And also you know what i mean it's a sticky situation also i'm pretty sure those aphids bite because i was weeding yesterday and i had those fuckers all over me and i was (laughs) definitely getting some ouchies and i was like i thought you were vegetarian and like what if the aphids get a get a taste of human blood like what happens then have i created a monster (laughs) i feel like this counts as as an an emily animal emily critter corner Definitely. Did I have a critter corner before? Not, not in it. Not so specifically. Not so explicitly. Uh, I don't mm. think we ever had a segment or a theme song for it or anything. But I mean, it is a it is a recurring uh, theme. Emily's I would say. Critter corner. That's yes. it. That's it in one. I, th- I think it counts Got only it because one. there were there was talk of some creepy crawlies in there. So I think mm-hmm. it I think it all gets wrapped up into a critter corner. Usually it's about mm-hmm. dogs or cats, but I think I I think we're good here. We've talked about a couple other things before though. Like it is never exclusively dogs and cats with me. We talked about horses last week. Like <laughs> Well, but it's that, a real thing. That was about the Olympics more than it was about the critter. It was about the Olympics. I wouldn't call that a critter corner except what happened after the horse co- talk is that my dog did take up a good amount of the conversation. So Yes, that's true. It's only cuz I don't have kids and since I won't have kids like that's pretty cool that y'all only ever have to hear about my dog and never about like children oh when i have kids i'm going to talk shit about them non-stop on this podcast it'll be good it'll be good because it'll like give us a fresh new set of how to's and also like a fresh new thing to talk about you know yes yeah we're I mean, we're... it has been like five years and we We've... still have stuff to talk about this is episode 170 uh so we've gotten what is that? Three, a little over three years worth of podcasts, even though we've taken hiatuses in between. Uh huh. I'm still down for summer break in the future. I know, I, I know you feels, are. I would, <laughs> I would love a summer break because I just want. You know what it is? It's about modeling the behavior. Okay, it's like be yeah. the change you want to see in the world. I feel like everyone should get a season break. I understand we can't all get summer break because some. Because then, like, the world would grind to a halt. But, like, I feel like we should all get a season. You can pick your season that you get off. And every person on this earth gets a season off. I would like my season to be summer. I would like downtime's season to be summer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the way it should go. Because if we can cram all of our work into, you know, nine months... I mm-hmm. feel, and I feel that we can, as a species, cram all the work into nine months, or like I'm on, you're off, you know, and just like frog hop around because I really feel like that's that's just humane. We and could how do. You feel about we could do like a, a once every like once a month during the summer, or a once every two weeks during the summer, something like that. No, I don't. I don't mm. know about that. I feel like I would rather just I feel have like a TV break shows because yeah, I feel like well, we here's, do it here's like a TV thinking. show. 
my my schedule in specifically not in the summer is very regimented because I have a lot of shit that I have to do to make ends meet. So Mm -hmm. wedging this, like having a schedule for downtime works a lot better when we don't have a schedule. Like when our, when our schedules are a little bit looser downtime Mm -hmm. somehow finds its way to the the sides and gets forgotten about by both of us which doesn't make any sense because you would think if we had less going on then we would find more time to do it but that's not how it works for whatever reason Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of with if we are if we decide to take a summer a, a season break summer might just be the best one to do yeah and then we can do like sweeps week and all that other stuff that other you know tv shows do yeah yeah i feel like it's great well i feel like it's a really solid plan and i i feel extremely strongly about this not for downtime necessarily because it doesn't take up so much of my time and energy but like for Mm -hmm. work i feel like it's good in europe they get a month of vacation like why don't we get vacation why do we have to work every day of our lives like this is what i don't understand either go to a three-day work week or give us more vacation days because yeah. this is unreasonable. The amount I work is, like, not okay. The amount you work is not okay. The amount Correct. anybody in the, in the U.S. works, especially if you work over 40 hours. Like, if you work over 40 hours a week, you are getting conned. Yeah. Like, it's That's not correct. okay. 40 Don't hours is already too many hours to be dedicating to yeah. someone else's money. So... Do not work. Even if you're, it's your own. Like, why are you working more than 40, hour, 40 hours a week? Yeah. It's unacceptable. You shouldn't do it. It's bad for you. And what are you going to do? What? Are, what's the plan? You know what I mean? Because you get one, y'all. You get one life. And you want to spend the whole time working? Like, that's... Mm-mm. Not you heard it. it. You heard it here this week, right now, folks. Episode 170, Downtime with John and Emily. Quit your job. What are they going to do? What do they do if all of us quit our jobs at the same time? <laughs> well, I mean, so- it's a, because world? to me, it sounds like everyone will collectively say, oh, shit, we need to start paying everybody more, which happens. I feel like everyone didn't would it, say, it oh, just shit, happen? turns out maybe they would go like, oh, shit, maybe money is irrelevant and we don't need money. Yeah. And we can just function as a society without it, like in Star Trek. Like it, just like in Star Trek. Shout out William yeah. Shatner. They have, food rec- they have uh, food replicators and they don't need money anymore. And they're like, we've evolved past money. Past money. And it's like, tell me how, Patrick Stewart. How did you do it? <laughs> that was the thing on uh, this most recent episode of, of the What If show. The second episode just came out. Uh, and they were talking about this. What is, what, what is that? What if is the new Marvel show? It's like the it's on Disney Plus, and they they go through like, oh, what if uh, Peggy went through the is that her name? Yeah, Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah. What if Peggy yeah. w- took the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers, and like, what would happen if that went down? And then the second episode did they was, get Haley Atwell to do yeah. that? Yeah, they got a lot of the a lot of the voice actors from the actual MCU cast. Um, oh, oh! You're talking about—is it cartoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a—it's an animated series, but they got a lot of of voice actors from the MCU cast, and it's—it's it's very cool. It's actually, cool. if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's the last thing that Chadwick Boseman did for uh, Marvel. Chadwick was, Boseman did it. Yeah, that was the second oh. episode. Was what if, uh, what if the Ravagers picked up T'Challa instead of Star instead of uh, Peter Quill? The Ravagers. Oh, when he was like from, a baby. From Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, from Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just rewatched Guardians, actually. I did enjoy it. Great I'm film. trying to like be less cynical about Marvel, but it turns out it's not really possible. But I do enjoy Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. I, I enjoy yeah. it very much. But yeah, in the most recent episode of What If, they had, they talked, it kind of all revolved around this substance, this like, this like wild substance that if you, if you let it go, it would just create food and sustenance and you could use it and like Mm. replicate it to feed millions and millions of people on millions and millions of planets and it was like uh don't 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 try and plant that in america because every corporation will try and stop you because of money (laughs) 
did they say that or did no, you say it? absolutely not that that was that was just the very first thought i had as soon as that line oh was yeah delivered. and disney's not going to give you that thought <laughs> no disney, disney would be one of the capital d disney absolutely not <laughs> oh fuck disney fuck heard disney. it here folks Fuck Disney. It's, un- fuck money. it's unfortunate. Um, I will. I I will keep shilling for Marvel, but and and I know that they that Disney owns them, but I I will still say fuck Disney. <laughs> I will still say fuck Marvel too. I mean, I don't need them. You have all yeah. the com like not the comics like because there's so many sure. iterations. That's the beauty of the comics is there's so many like iterations of them, and you can just use that source material over and over and over again. That's like a beautiful thing about it is every new person that's like illustrating and also creating these and writing these comics like gets their own version of it. And yeah. Disney took that and that freedom and they just reined it all the way in. And they were like, guess what? You don't get freedom and creativity anymore. You get uh things that are like storylines that are plot uh like planned out years ahead of time with Mm -hmm. people we already know who we're using and we don't know what the dialogue is gonna be but we're already gonna shoot some of this stuff literally without a script and then we're gonna hire eight writers to make the shit we already shot fit into a script and into we're gonna also gonna shoot things out of order so something that happens here has to make sense even though we're shooting in the it's i have a whole thing is that actually how it happens it happens sometimes like that yeah where they're like yeah like black widow happened pre the events that had are like in movies that had already come out right yes yeah, so, yeah it was post civil yeah. war pre so uh, they infinity war. couldn't so they couldn't have Did they actually make two movies with war in them i guess it's kind of uh an easy yeah low hanging fruit but they couldn't they couldn't make that end up however you know those writers didn't have any freedom because it had to line up with what already came out i guess and also with a backstory like literally the character with the worst muddiest poorly written worst put together background of any of the characters in the mcu right now like black widow has gone through so many different iterations of herself like what is her backstory what is her motivation who is she and like literally every iron man movie she was in she was like a different human you know because yes, it was like we don't know who this person this girl is you yeah. know and it's just like whatever just make her sexy and also in love with the hulk this one time and it's just like but then that goes away because people didn't like it but then it's just like the backstory and the motivation so, is like literally but, constantly but, changing your main critique here is that the comics that are great. She's a poorly written character. The comics are great because any writer can come in and just do their own take on mm-hmm. Black Panther. You know? Yeah, and but, what I'm saying is but, like there's a lack of freedom in the films. Okay. But that because doesn't, not that doesn't to make take away the comics. The want. comics are still there and the comics still do that there are are still new writers that come into marvel comics all the time i have a problem with the film franchise not the comic franchise when i said i don't like marvel it's not (laughs) that i didn't like the comics marvel it's that i don't like the film franchise as it stands there's there is like a main ostensibly there is a, a main sort of timeline in the comics as well though and anybody that comes in to write a new Thor comic or whatever is technically deviating from that that true Marvel Earth 616. Oh yeah, they like have it in a different universe. Yeah. At least that's my that's my understanding okay. of it. Okay, cuz it's like this is like the film universe is like one universe. I also have an issue with their female characters and I guess their male characters too, but like less so is that like the Basically, every female hero that they have, every girl that they have, can they can all fucking fit in the same goddamn costume. Like, they're yeah. the same. Yeah, absolutely. They're all the same. Like, it's really frustrating to me how we don't have, like, more female heroes or we don't have more... We don't have more diversity in the heroes at all. Like, we have yes. no queer heroes at all. We have no disabled heroes, which is ridiculous. Because some of them are disabled, actually. Like, we, I've already talked about how Hawkeye is deaf. And yeah. that would be a really cool thing to have incorporated. And they didn't. Most of them are white. And all of them follow a similar body plan. Like, I just don't understand why 
we can't like throw in some more diversity like body type alone is something that I could probably write many essays for some women's studies course you know mm -hmm. but it's just something that's very frustrating to me it's very homogenous it's sure. like what yeah, is yeah. gonna play with literally the most people like yeah. what's gonna make the most people comfortable and safe and right. it's like well you're kind of excluding like most of humanity when you say like this is what we want, you know? Yeah. This is, like, the general... It's based on, like, a general consensus of what would be okay to the viewer, you know? There's no risks at yeah. all. Or inclusion at all. <laughs> like, it was that's, a big deal that they had correct. a black yeah. superhero. Yeah. And it's like, black people have been around for, like, ever so, like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, how to be a good host. Probably not bring any of this up, honestly. <laughs> Just put on the movie and shut your shut your trap, I would say, <laughs> for that. I, I would say you, as long as you're not shaming people for liking a thing that they like, you can you can have whatever whatever critiques you want to have about anything. No one no one should yeah, get no, on you for I that. Yeah, no, I agree. But as a host, and I was literally thinking about this in preparation for this episode, which happened about 20 minutes before I sat down to record, is that something that hosts should do is stray away as the host from difficult conversations, not because of any reason except for the fact that you have a guest in your house and they are not free to make their opinions known in this right. situation. Like, Yeah, the you power are dynamics are weird. Yeah, you're in a powerful position as the host and they're in a position where they don't want to offend you in your place. Mm -hmm. So do not bring up difficult subjects of conversation that are going to make your guest feel like they have to agree with you or pull punches with you literally because they are benefiting from your hospitality at the time. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like that's etiquette where it's like you I, I've been in these. I was I've been in host family situations abroad. So not only is there like a culture clash, but there's been like a dynamic where I'm a student living abroad. So I feel very sensitive and like uh, no, insecure, I would say, in, in all meanings of that word, not like with my body and myself, but like. Literally, I am a stranger in a foreign land and I've been in a host family situation and I was once brought into a pissing contest against my will. I where that's, it was that's like, no good. oh, because like you can't divorce. We can't divorce ourselves from the fact that we are white, wealthy Americans and Correct. so I've been brought into a situation where I have become the guest to someone who is aware of the fact that I am a well, white, wealthy American. And that person literally pulled down the nicest bottle of booze they had as a man. And he slammed it on the table and was like, what do you think of this? And I was like, uh, looks very nice, sir. Like, it looks great. And he was like, oh, yeah, do you want some? Like, his, like, it was, like, Johnny Walker, black, or, you know, like, a nicer, or red, I don't know which is, red's the garbage one. Johnny Walker, black, I'm pretty sure, which, where we yeah. were in, in Ecuador, it is very expensive there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's nice. And I was like, oh, no, sir, I'm fine. I don't want it. And he's like, what? It's too, it's not good enough for you? Good and I was God, like, oh, please. this is really uncomfortable because I'm trying to be a good guest and also i don't want to drink scotch right now. right yeah no it's just not the flavor <laughs> sensation i want right at this second no but also like i'm not gonna sit here and drink johnny walker black with you like i don't understand what right you want. like it's it was like I, very i much like a, to drink oh, with people in a very shit. comfortable situation and yeah. this is a very uncomfortable and, situation that you've put me in so yeah. what am i supposed to do <laughs> Or, like, he was watching, uh, he was, like, a very, um, like, gruff, rough fisherman that I was living with. Yeah. And so he was, like, really rough around the edges. And once he was watching WWE, 
like <laughs> hours. Like he was watching WWE. And it was like this crazy episode where, and I'd never seen WWE before. And then I knew about it because my RA at the time back at my college, you know, cause I was abroad for a semester. So like back in my college, my RA was, was training to be in WWE as a theater major. Like he's, he was a theater major like me. And he was like, my goal is to be in WWE because you have to be an actor to do that. absolutely. And you have to be jacked, you know? Yeah. And then you have a character and all this other stuff. And so I knew a little bit about it, but I'd never seen it. And they were watching it and it was being translated, you know, into Spanish as we were watching it. And he looks at me and goes, "Um, what do you think of this? Just like this very open-ended yeah, what question a- <laughs> that I'm very wary of. What an like, extremely what vague this? question. What Do you want and all so my thoughts like, on wow. WWE right now? <laughs> and I'm doing this not in my mother tongue either. Right. So I'm like, well, I think it's it's not real, right? Because this is an episode where Bane literally kills a person. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like you know the, the announcer you, girl. I need you to know that they can't record that actually <laughs> happening on live TV and yeah. air it. Yeah. Like, um, well, I think it's not real. And he was like, what are you talking about? Of course it's real. And I was like, um, well, I think it's like theater, you know, like is what I said. I was like, I think it's kind of like theater. And it's like not. And, and anyone real. who knows anything about WWE will tell you that. <laughs> As, as as it's as this woman is like on the announcer microphone begging him to have mercy and not kill his opponent yeah. like obviously they did not keep filming while Bane literally committed a murder in front of a crowd like <laughs> well, and no one intervened <laughs> and then he showed up no, for a cage no, match the next week <laughs> like and it was just this most uncomfortable where I had to just like back down of course what are you gonna do to someone who said like, no it is real like and no it is real and also right. you're staying under their roof yep and they're feeding you and all this stuff it's really difficult to be a guest in some situations especially a situation like I, that's an extreme guest situation where yeah. you're literally in someone's house for several months you know and you're in a particularly like vulnerable place in your life where you need that, more yeah. caring for that's like, less of a because anyone who's just showing up for a party or showing up for a night a weekend or something probably yeah. has the ability to say uh you know what you're making me very uncomfortable and i i appreciate you allowing me to stay but i'm going to leave now <laughs> yeah or it's like a culture clash this was like a culture class situation which is not be a no- like say what most I people would, think of when they're going to be a guest I would be interested to see if it to know that if it was a culture clash, because I I feel like there are people like that in our culture yeah. who are that weird about some stuff. I I well, don't. Well, that's I why don't I felt like that, I could navigate it. it. Yeah. I felt like I could navigate it because that particular brand of machismo is something that it is real, really present in sure. the okay. American, like in the American South where I was being educated at the time, right? I was being educated in South Carolina. And then yeah. I went to Ecuador. I'm like, I'm going to get out of here. You know, I'm going to find a different way of thinking. And then I went to this house and it was like literally <laughs> the same way of thinking. I was like, yes, I'm a fish. Like, I, I learned from this that, that a lot of fishermen think exactly the same. Like, it was so funny because I was hearing from this guy about conservation, right? Yeah. And how he didn't like how people were counting fish and all this other stuff because, you know, counting the species and, and making sure that you weren't taking more than you could take and telling me the argument, well, you know, the sharks eat as much as they want. Not understanding that sharks are part of a very complicated ecosystem and are very valuable to that ecosystem by eating their prey species, which is not, by the way, as much or anything that they want. You know, it's a very specific amount of a very specific prey item. 
But that was the argument I was given. And then after graduating, literally two years later, I went and started working at a fisherman bar where I was talking to the local fishermen and they were saying, well, why should we have to limit the amount of red snapper we can we can catch? Because the sharks eat as much as they want. And I'm like, holy oh shit, goodness. this argument is the same everywhere. Like, so it yeah. is interesting that I was expecting more of a culture clash and just ended up with your typical... Um, the typical fisherman talk and or machismo oh, that was going on. Yeah. And it's, this is not, by the way, every person who makes their living off the land because ultimately what I what I learned from all of these experiences, and this is very strange that our podcast went here, I'm very sorry for taking it here, but is that um, fishermen are ultimately conservationists. Whether they have to be or whether they, they choose to be, they are conservationists because there's an there's an understanding in that in that lifestyle and in that career path that if the fish go away, your livelihood goes away. And we've known that for a very long time. So as much as people tend to complain about restrictions, that they know they're better off with them than without them. And that has been anyone you talk to uh, who who is in that lifestyle will tend to agree and say that yeah you need you need conservation it's very interesting but yeah yeah, in terms of the the being a guest in their house and sort of having to like just nod your head and let it go and that's something like as a host you always need to remember is that your guest is going to try to to go along with what you're saying not because they want to but sort of because they're in a position where they have to right Today we have a little bit of a weird one that I'm extremely excited for you all to hear. The music you're about to hear is actually two separate tracks from The Edge VR, which is a video game that is coming out very soon, that uh, the music was done by our dear friends over at Some Point Sound, the same amazing people that gave us our theme music, as well as all of the music over uh, on the Outlaws and Old Ones podcast. I was, uh, I've was i been chatting with, with Drummond and Ethan, both of the guys over at Some Point Sound, and they are really excited for this project. And now after listening to all of the music that they did for it, I am also extremely excited for it. And I, again, I can't can't wait for you all to, to hear this incredible music. If you like what you hear and you have a project or anything that needs music or sound design or sound production of any sort, please reach out to them. Go to somepointsound.com. If you want to listen to the rest of the music they did for the Edge VR, uh, I go to the link in the description that I'm going to I'm going to leave their Bandcamp in there. The entire album is on there for you to listen to. It is spectacular. If you find this game, please pre-order it and make sure that uh, everybody knows that you're there for Some Point Sound. They deserve recognition for the amazing work that they've done. Thank you guys at Some Point Sound for sending in the tunes for this episode. Please enjoy The Edge VR by Some Point Sound.
being a host, <laughs> what do we expect from hosts that we that we go into a guest situation? Uh, like, if you go to somebody else's house, what do you? What is like baseline? What you expect from them to like oh. have a, at least a plan for meals to like. Do you expect them to have some sort of schedule, like, ready for your stay, anything like this? Oh, I was going so much simpler. I was like, oh, I would like to have a place to sleep. Because I've yeah. also been in situations uh, where I have not been given a blanket. <laughs> or I don't yes. have, like, a designated place to sleep. And it hasn't been, like, said before. Because I'll bring a sleeping bag places. I'm not. I'll rustic. Can't. But, you know, I was, like, recently... It's all about tempering in, expectations. <laughs> yeah. I was a guest in our brother's home. And I asked beforehand because I knew that they just bought a house and they don't have a lot of furniture yet. Yeah. And they have a guest room. But I, I kind of remembered that it wasn't equipped. Right. So I was like, hey, what do you need me to bring? Do you need me to bring an air mattress? Do you need me to bring a cot? Should I sleep on the couch? Should I bring a sleeping bag? Like, what's the deal? And he was like, oh, yeah, there's an air mattress, but it's kind of leaky. I'm like, I got it. Don't worry. And then, yep. like, brought my whole setup. But you need to know ahead of time, like, what yeah. are the sleeping arrangements? So if they're not, like, a typical bed and we have provided you with clean sheets and a suitable blanket for how cold we keep our house, then you need to say that to your guests because I have been in that situation where it's, like, I'm hanging out, staying the night, and we get drunk together and then you go to bed, and then all of a sudden I realize there are no blankets, and I don't know where the blankets are, you know? <laughs> and now I'm cold I, and yeah. putting on all of my clothes and going to sleep. But that was more of like a college situation, which I realized that some of our listenership could still be in that, you know? Yeah. I, I think for, for me, if I were in that situation where, like, I think it was different when I was living on my own and I was – or I was I had one roommate when I lived in Brooklyn and so like anyone who I spoke to anyone who I was like really good friends with to the point of liking them enough to invite them over to my my abode probably knew the sleeping arrangement was couch or nothing so like that's mm -hmm. kind of different but now like I I I'm very lucky to have space to put get like comfortable space to put guests um so knowing that I feel like I, if you don't have like any anything in terms of a sleeping arrangement to offer someone, you you maybe don't have a a place where you can invite people over. Yeah, like don't it's, invite people to stay at your place. And if you do invite people over to stay at your place, you got it. Exactly what Emily said. You have to preface it with, okay, I really want you to come over and stay in my place. I think it'd be very fun for you and I to hang out and like like be able to drink or whatever and not have to worry about anybody getting home but do know that there i don't have a couch i have a twin size bed for myself and that's it uh so bring what you need like you you have to be so mm -hmm. upfront about what yeah or be like i can help you find an airbnb nearby because like sure. yeah well absolutely i think it's also just being conscious of the fact that other people might have very extensive nighttime routines like you might be like me where you can like go to the bathroom and then nod off wherever the hell there is space to lay your body uh but there's a lot of people who are not like that who have who mm -hmm. have needs and desires and things that they need to do to feel comfortable enough to go to sleep especially in a space that they're not familiar with so you, these are all things you have to take into consideration when you're thinking of hosting someone else. Like, do is yeah. this? Do I have the ability to offer this person all of the amenities that they may potentially need? Yeah, and it's like if not, like just like be upfront about like your situation. Like, what can you offer? Right? Like, I have a guest bedroom. I'd love to put people up in the guest bedroom. The thing about the guest bedroom is, it is a full size bed. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if a couple is coming, you need to tell them that it's a full-size bed. It's going to be smaller than probably their sleeping situation. You know, like, are you okay with that? Or, you know, we have to think about cat allergies. We have a cat, right? And mm -hmm. you have to, like, I always feel the need to reiterate. We are going to vacuum before you come. Like, we're going to make sure the box is clean. We're going to do all this stuff. But 
cat dander is a hell of a thing. It's around. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much I vacuum. Like yeah. this kitty cat, we clean the surfaces all the time. We're they're, they are always dusty. <laughs> like, that's that's why they are as clean as they are. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, and they're only so clean, and it's because the cat is. He's a fluffy dude, you know? And also, we do have to tell them, we do have to tell people, like, you need to close your door at night. You need to make sure, not only close your door, you need to make sure it is latched. Because the animals, they are snuggly. They know you're in there. They they Mm -hmm. want to be with you if you don't want that. They will yell. (laughs) Like, they will yell about it. Oscar will yell at you. I'm pretty sure that's where he sleeps because we kick him out of our room at night because he is too snuggly and you will not, you'll wake up and you'll just be exhausted the next day because you'll be like, what's going on? It's because you were literally having a wrestling match with a cat the whole night being like, get off my face, get off my face. So we you kick him out You are so scratchy and warm and it's not, it's too much for right now. He's also get so away from warm. my feet. <laughs> Get away from my feet. He'll hunt your feet. If you move your feet under the blankies, it's all over. And so, yeah, he's a bad boy like that. And so he's not allowed in the bedroom anymore. He lost his privileges. And I'm pretty sure he sleeps in the guest bedroom. So, like, when we're not. Yeah. When, Just know when that you're out. in his bed uh, and the, the power dynamics yeah. are such that he, he knows it's his bed and he will try and take it from you. He will yell at you about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, pets are a, pets are a whole a other thing. Um, yeah, I think have it. It all depends on. There's an agreement when you take on this responsibility of either guesting or hosting somebody else, where it's like you need to know how the that time period is going to go. It's like, okay, what are you? What are your reasons for visiting? Are you visiting me? In which case, I have to dedicate a lot more time to like making That's sure true. I know where you are and what you're up to. Uh, and trying to and make time to, to spend with you, you. and finding things yeah. to entertain you. Or are you visiting like my area and you have other things to do there? And I literally Love am just a friendly that face. Situation. I, like, I give you a key very much a fan send you of it. on your way. Oh, I yep. love it. It's it's a it's a very chill hosting scenario, and it's bas- it's just a sleepover, really. It's just like yeah, you have a friend who's coming into town. I live by n- nearby Washington D.C. You're coming into town to see the monuments or whatever the fuck. Go to the Smithsonian, whatever you want to do. That's all. That's mm-hmm. all well and good. Yeah, I'll give you. a Oh, key. I do have to stay with you in um, September, I think. By the way. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to a music festival, and it's in D.C. We'll figure it out. <laughs> It's a thing. Yeah, I bought tickets to it, and I forgot I bought tickets to it, and then I was looking at my calendar, and I was like, what is this? Because <laughs> I was thinking of, like, I was going to get a puppy, and then I was, like, thinking of how I could liquidate some assets to, like, make the transition easier, also free up our time a little more. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to, like, get rid of some concert tickets, but then I decided not to get a puppy instead. <laughs> I figured that would be easier. I will get a fucking puppy eventually, though. That's yeah. a real thing. I just want one. I know. I get it. Um, but yeah, so so no, th- th- there has to be a conversation about what the visit is for beforehand. Because like, if you're if you show up to somebody else's house and they say you you tell them like, oh, I've got some other things that I I can do in the area or something along those lines. Like, okay, but are you coming to see me or are you going to go do those things? Because like yeah. that requires a lot more work on my part, a lot more time commitment on my part. Not that I don't want to do. I just need to know what your expectations like are. And, yeah. Right. No, I think that's like totally reasonable. I mean, we are literally hosting three people this weekend. Yeah. We are hosting Taylor's mother for one night. And then she and then she needs to be entertained. So she c- came into the area because she has something to do. But then the following day, Taylor's taking her out. And then I am cleaning the house like a mad woman because immediately after she leaves, our brother and his partner and their baby are coming to stay right. with us for two days. 
And that's like a whole different situation. Like you got to, we just cleaned the sheets. We just spent this whole like afternoon like cleaning the house because we have a priori on Friday, which will have happened by the time this episode comes out. But you should definitely check out yes. a priori. But we have a lot going on. And then, yeah, we have someone coming into town Saturday night, staying the night, going to tea with Taylor, which was very fun hearing him schedule tea, by the way. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Highly recommend listening to Taylor schedule tea with his mother at a fancy <laughs> hotel. <laughs> he forgot about his own strawberry allergy, which I thought was very funny. Good I made Lord. him call them back and tell them he was allergic to strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to that because I am uh, I ha- I don't have manners. Um Yeah. It's it's tragic. I was born without them. Um, we, no, we just we, we never did any classes. We never did any of the etiquette stuff, and our parents didn't care to teach us. Because why do you need to know? I got no, I got to be honest. I have no interest before. in going to one of these things, so I have no need for those skills. <laughs> well, Taylor's doing the thing. His mom's coming to town, so he's got to he's got to do the entertaining thing, and then. Our brother, his baby, who is six months old, so that's like a lot still, and his partner coming here. And we have already been told, actually, that they have like a list of things they would like to do, which is amazing. That's extremely helpful. Good. So good. They like Richmond. They've like come here before. Yeah, Richmond's dope. Craft beer folks. So they, I'm trying to convince them to move to to Richmond. (laughs) Me too. I've tried to already i've done it they're gonna do it they're gonna do it they should it's a great city for them i've tried to convince them several times that's all i do actually when i when i take people in i have an ulterior motive and it's to make all my friends live here yeah and i've convinced no one yet but i've gotten like very (laughs) high like good reviews like yeah it'll happen i you have to have so just like these are these are more adult things that you have to have when hosting. Sheets on the bed. You have a bed for yeah. them. If you don't have an extra like a space for an extra bed, which not everybody does, and I get like that's that is a a very privileged thing that I have, which I I am very thankful for. If you don't have an actual bed, have have something. Have have something that you can give them. Blow mattresses fine, or let them know that it all goes back to that. Whatever it is, have sheets on it or blankets and pillows ready at the very least. Have Give them bathroom space. Make sure they know what bathroom space they are to use. And Put plungers in the bathroom. Plungers in every bathroom. This is... Uh, this. I'm and putting towels, a hard line. Like- I'm putting a hard line. I, I, I understand that there is a monetary thing with this, and I, I'm sorry. I can't, I cannot care about that right now. I cannot I'm be considerate sorry. of that. Dollar Tree has, Dollar Tree has plungers in every bathroom. If that's one bathroom, that's great. That, that saves you money. If you've got two bathrooms, I'm sorry you need another plunger. Because if you're gonna have a guest in your space, there has to be a plunger next to every toilet. No exceptions. I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't need potpourri or any shit. No. You need plungers. Maybe if you want to go above and beyond like Airbnb host style, like you can ask ahead of time, like, do you drink coffee or tea in the morning? Like all this other stuff. If you don't, because I, I talked about my last in the last episode of my experience staying in a non-coffee household. I would have liked to have been informed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You, you have to make like. Nighttime and morning time routines are for are very static for some people and very important for some people. There has to there should be maybe we should like I don't think it is common to have that conversation with people in this scenario, but I think we should make it commonplace to to talk about our morning and nighttime routines when agreeing to either host or guest at someone else's house. Mm. It seems I was going to make sure stuff was clean. But yeah, no, I do I do feel strongly that um you should at least discuss if you don't have it on hand. Like I'm a we're a coffee tea household. We've got everything. We have herbal tea with no yeah. caffeine. We have, you know, several different types. We have black tea, we have, you know, English breakfast and we have coffee. And yeah. You know, we make it a point to have all of these things because we occasionally like all of these things and right. often like one of them. So, I mean, that's sort of important it is, to us. But, like, it's totally fine. And it makes it's it, like if you don't drink coffee, I get it. 
if you have people over to your house to stay the night and you don't have coffee or don't have a way to make coffee or anything like that and you don't disclose that information it's it's, it's not just, very nice it's it's just mean <laughs> <laughs> i think personally people, it's not people very nice. have caffeine like uh dependencies and I, I think about that however you want it doesn't matter it's just a fact uh mm-hmm. I, th- I would say probably most people it, at least in our society have caffeine dependencies for whatever it's reason normalized. it's it's pretty goddamn normal at this point so you got to be upfront about that at least at least let them know like hey you're going to have to like walk or get to a starbucks somehow if you want caffeine <laughs> Yeah, which, like, luckily we have them nearby, you know, yeah. so that's fine, and and letting people know that. I mean, like, there are so many ways you can be a stellar host. I think this is, like, we're aiming for good, right? Like, stellar would be, like, I've put a, a greeting card on your bedside table, which you have next to your bed, which is already, like, more than we can provide in my household. But I was like, going to say, yeah, who's doing has, that? Like, <laughs> Thank you for staying with us. Here's the Wi-Fi code. I have I've stayed at places like this, especially if you're dog like sitting. friends' houses. No, I'm saying like dog sitting. Like okay, I've been sure. overnight dog sitting where they've been like, here's a card. Thank you so much. Here's your money, and also here's the Wi-Fi code, and here are the snacks in the refrigerator. Please help yourself to anything. We've purchased beer and wine, and you're allowed to help yourself to that as well. Like, you know, there's there's many different tiers. You know, I would say that's almost like Airbnb tier to have, like, the Wi-Fi password. I mean, I like to have it sort of out and accessible to mm-hmm. my guests. Um, same with, like, a charging cable. Like, something, like, just easy shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think if there's, sort of like... I think you need to be upfront about the food and beverage situation in your house. Like, if you have a well-stocked fridge and pantry and it and there's stuff that you don't want people to touch i think you have to be clear about that it's like yeah, you go go sure. back to roommate times where you you have to make things clear it's like i i love my oreos and those are my oreos and no one touches them <laughs> but me i'm sorry that's just the way it is this is my house and you you agree to these terms when you walk through the threshold i mean you, the you, only you thing say we things. make sure to do is label the dog peanut butter as dogs. <laughs> like, do not eat this peanut butter. This is dog peanut butter. You re- I seriously, it just keeps going on mean, the on the I label, mean, like in Sharpie. Like, really, I you don't want to eat this peanut butter. The spoon has gone into the peanut butter, into the Kong, and then back into the peanut butter. Like, this is dog peanut butter. Like, do not touch this. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. Probably nothing, but it is dog peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably fine, but you do need to disclose that the peanut butter is dog peanut butter at the very least. It's dog peanut butter. Like we were not <laughs> careful about the cross contamination here because it's dog peanut butter. <laughs> two identical jars of peanut butter because yes, we like the same brand of peanut butter that Tugboat likes. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Look, when you grow up in a Jif household, it's just it's just the way it goes. As long as it doesn't have xanthan gum, we're good. You know, choosy dogs choose Jif. You know, I don't like xanthan gum, and tugboat can't have xanthan gum. So there you go. Does help. Which is in like the less sugar varieties. By the way, this is just another PSA. If we're doing a critter corner, critter corner episode. Uh, xanthan gum is fatal occasionally to animals, so make sure if you have a lower sugar uh, product, you do not give it to your animals because they will die. That's a very good. That's a very good tip. Yeah, that's I'm full of them. I think we've I'm, done it. I think we know how to be good hosts. Yeah, we also talked about a Don't, little. I mean, there are some hosting do's and don'ts in the last episode. Also, this is kind of a they oh, go hand for in sure. hand. I mean, we were definitely big on the the plunger thing, which is definitely like the thing I That's feel the, most strongly easily about. the Besides, most like, important the part. Sleeping, the sleeping arrangement situation is very good, and also oh, I do feel strongly about the not bringing up difficult conversations. You brought yeah. this person into your house. Do not intentionally make them uncomfortable. Like yep. that. 
you asked them to be there. Yeah. Or they don't, asked you. Don't trap but, like, people in your house and then make them yeah, uncomfortable. And then that's not a make good look. Make them uncomfortable. That's not cool. Towels. Towels is like I spurted mm-hmm. it out while you were while you were still talking because I had to make sure I said it. Make sure there are towels. I was gonna for bring up towels too. That's yeah. That's, put that's them in crucial. their room. Make it simple. You know. Yeah. That's it, I like, mean, you could also take a class on towel origami, and then that'll that'll go over big. I promise, they'll definitely want to come really back. That'll really impress them. <laughs> but I think just having them, is, having them is baseline. Just, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we did it. I'm very proud of us. Indeed. Um, thank you so much for listening. We have a couple people to thank. I would like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more work from Ethan at somepointsound.com. Thank you so much to Natalie Spitzel for the use of her cover art. If you'd like to see more from Natalie, please go to nataliespitzel.com or follow her on Instagram at nms underscore creative. Thanks so much, Natalie. Check out the link tree in the description of this episode. That's where you can find all of the Outlaws Network products, including other links to this show, links for Are We Friends, links for Outlaws and Old Ones, as well as links to our network Discord and our network Twitch channel. That is twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network, where we have a couple things going on. We have a weekly stream of Outlaws and Old Ones. That's our live recording sessions for that podcast. That happens Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, which we are actually at the at the time that this goes up, we might be taking a little break from before we start the next season. Um, so keep an ear to the ground up for that. But then also we have Aprioria happening on that, which is uh, another TTRPG uh, actual play. It's us playing through a 5e campaign of the design of Taylor from Are We Friends? He also DMs it. It's very, very fun. Emily and I both play in it, as well as Brian from Are We Friends plays in it. And it's it's just so much fun. So follow us on Twitch. Get in the it's link tree. It's ridiculously fun. It, yeah, incredible. Uh, so yeah, Linktree, you can find all of that good stuff for the for the entire Outlaws Network. Thanks. Thank you so much again for listening. My name is Emily Downey. I'm John Downey. All the socks I've, that have ever gone missing in my life. I will fight you. Keep that button hot, warm, and fuzzy. Oh.